For those who don't know my story, when I was 12 years old, I was diagnosed with Tourette's and I was on medication for almost 10 years. When I was 21, I learned something called The Secret and I came off the medication overnight against everyone telling me to stay on it and I had a spiritual awakening. I meditated for three weeks straight and my Tourette's disappeared and I created the podcast to simply preach about everything that most people have in their head but no one ever speaks about, which is what the twitching was. It was too many thoughts inside my head and now I have a platform where I can speak to of people and they can get out what's in their head. So if I could ask a massive favour from all my listeners, upon looking at my stats recently, it has occurred that out of a very humbling 730,000 downloads since I created the podcast back in 2019, that only 10% of you that listen have actually followed and subscribed to the podcast. If I could ask a massive favour from you all that listen, if you wouldn't mind just hitting that follow and subscribe button. It would mean more than you can imagine and it really does help the show grow and help reach more people in more ways than you and I can even imagine. The bigger the podcast gets, the bigger the guests get. And my aim is to grow the show big enough that I can reach out to amazing people like Russell Brand, Joe Dispenza, Lewis Howes, Grant Cardone, Joe Rogan and have deep, intimate and vulnerable one-to-one conversations with them. I want to speak to the human side of people to show we're all the same when you get to the core regardless of how much money or fame you have. Two, one. Right, hello, can you hear me? Hey, how are you? Can you hear me? I can, yeah, cool. Um, okay, awesome. Right. <laughs> right, so I'm going to go straight in. You said you healed okay. your dog's um, lith- lethargia. So what is lethargia and how did you do it? Yes. Okay. So, um, it, it kind of goes back to some things that happened to me. Um, I apply the same method. So when I first experienced, uh, some bouts with, you know, mental disorders, schizophrenia, you know, seeing things, it was when I was younger and I kind of suppressed that thing because if, uh, clearly, you know, I was noticing I was the only one reacting to these things and there were other people in the room that didn't really react. And I know that what I saw was obvious, you get what I'm saying? But everything was still functioning. I was fully functionable. Um, I ended up, you know, after I had an awakening, okay, uh, I was mid-college. My legs stopped working. I had to learn how to rewalk. And they told me that I was suffering from pseudo um, I was having a pseudo seizure, meaning that my brain was the one that was telling me that I could not walk, but I really could. And it led me to a therapist who, you know, brought me into the diagnosis or what they said it was. So that was the first time that I came into the knowledge that helped my dog. I had to go back to that to kind of lead to this. When I started studying Hertz and Frequency, music has always been dear to me. Um, so I started, you know, connecting those things to reflexology and, you know, the root and, uh, you know, the throat and, you know, solar and, you know, just really, really studying up uh, different aspects of spirituality um, and how deep it really goes, understanding the astrological means of it, um, you know, just the system in itself. And once I understood that, um, it took me two weeks to walk again and it was sudden. Okay. Um, I went from being told I can't drive, being ran tests on. Um, they thought I had epilepsy. That wasn't, you know, the case that they, they ran the test. They told me I had to stop driving for six months. Um, I went 
from not being able to walk or, you know, walking for a little bit and just literally collapsing to having to be in a wheelchair to going to a cane to walking completely again all in two weeks. Um, after that situation happened, two about two years later, the situation with my dog happened where she actually stopped. Um, and the lethargy um, that I was speaking of is pretty much... Um, Nerves within the body, in paraphrase, um, kind of going out 100% um, to temporary. So she had um, lethargy and they didn't know if it was going to be temporary because they didn't know the source, just like me. So I was like, what's going on? You know, um, I don't know what's happening, but I know what I did. So let me try it on her. So I used singing bowls, aspects of music therapy um, to kind of get her going, understanding those healing aspects um, of music. And uh, we did this every day and it took about six months, but I got her walking again. Currently, she is still wearing diapers. Um, she is still considered disabled. Um, but uh, nonetheless, she is walking. She doesn't do a whole bunch of major jumping, etc. So we're still working on some mobility. But nonetheless, our stories kind of collided. So that's why I covered both. So when I was when I was 21, um, I came off medication for Tourette's and Tourette's was just simply too much noise and brain activity. The voice in my head thinking it was just my brain going berserk. And when I came right. off the medication, which was slowing my brain down so there was less twitching, um, it allowed me to process all my thinking thoughts. And then when I did that, I had no thoughts left. And on that mm -hmm. journey, I was speaking to my grandma's spirit. So she was never here, uh, in my opinion, that I worked out later down the line. And I was simply just speaking to my own voice in my head and I associated it with my grandma. Um, some would say, you know, that could be schizophrenia or you're just speaking to God or mm -hmm. it's a spiritual awakening or speaking to Satan or you're you're crazy. You can label the voice however you wish. Um, but regardless of that, the meditation um, slowed my brain down and therefore slowed the voices down and therefore they didn't exist. So your schizophrenia voice how would you differentiate the difference of voice compared to say the voice of god the voice of your parents the voice of a teacher or the voice of say abraham hicks for example um what really about the centering i noticed that the more in tune i became spiritually the voices changed the visuals changed it went from uh, aggressive uh to calmer states they actually started giving i thought that these I would hear, but they, they were more so like beings. It wasn't names yet, but I noticed as I became more into the spiritual aspect that they started giving names and it, and I started studying mediumship and kind of connecting the two um, conduits, you know, theology aspects, studying different dynamics, of course, in Christianity, et cetera, you know, the, the play um, necromancy connection with spiritual aspects, whether it's someone who has passed on or, you know, like you said, God, a voice of God, or even your own consciousness um, plays a big part when you start getting into clairvoyancy and you know the gifts in itself that I was always taught not to dive into because I grew up in a very religious household um and I thought that that was all that was there to spirituality or you know the means of spirituality that we know um the voice it, it kind of changed when I saw that change I know that I knew that there was something different about it and it was something more to it just being whatever people said it was. This was what led me to the dissection of who, what, when, where. I stopped being afraid of the voice. And that's what led me to understanding that this was a gift. Okay. Um, I was tired of 
kind of suppressing it because I would be in class and trying to focus on what the teacher is saying, but I'm seeing things out the corner of my eye. You know, I was fully functioning and even the depth that me and the therapist spoke of, you know, psychologist spoke of, they were just really surprised the amount, you know, of things that I was going through, but I was so functional. Like they were like amazed. So even with their reaction, it let me know that, hey, I feel like I came on to some kind of mastery with these voices that many people aren't coming into. And that's what led me to understanding that this might not be what people say. Now you talk about low vibrational aspect and high vibrational aspect. I think that is the factor that differentiates the voices that are utilized as here as above, so below. I believe that there are many layers to this world. And um, when it comes down to that world, the reason why it's hard to tell or why people believe that you could be talking to, you know, whatever is from the dynamic in which you live your life. If you live in life from a low vibrational standpoint or from a place where you only believe that energy, uh, you know, of course, energy doesn't die. It transfers. But if you believe um, if you're living more of a shadow based life, then when someone tells you they're hearing voices, you automatically go to it being demonic, et cetera. If you live in life from a high vibrational context, you know, a lot of the times you understand that that range is of, of light beings, but you will still not discount that there are other things that could be talking to you that are not really trying to help you advance. And that's the difference with the schizophrenia. The first thing that they would ask is, you know, what are they telling you to do? They have never told me. And when I was younger and experiencing things, you know, of course, they kind of would tell you more so things about yourself. Like it was negative, a lot of negative self-talk. I've never had anything say, go hurt this person, go do this and go do that, you know, anything like that. But when it came down to after the spiritual awakening, I was I would be talking to people in conversations. I would just be hearing names like randomly. It wasn't aggressive anymore, just randomly. I literally just said, I'm going to ask this person, you know, because I will never say, are you hearing that too? Because I didn't want to come off, you know, quote unquote crazy, right? So um, with the schizophrenic aspect, it's like, I no longer want to categorize it because I compared it to the church. How come I hear voices and everyone says that it's, you know, something that shouldn't be. But when it comes down, like I said, theology aspect, Christianity, et cetera, we talk about, you know, prophets, et cetera. And they say that they're hearing the voice of God and nobody's questioning it. We get in line and we spend money. What's going on? Huh? I said, exactly. It's fucking yeah. crazy when you compare the two. It's like, who says, who says this is right in the first place? A group of Christians in church saying this is God. Okay, you go to a bunch of spiritualists. They say it's, you know, this, an angel. You go to a, a Satan, Satan demon types of people. They say it's Satan. You could say it's your, your a great grandmother or whatever. It's like whatever one's interpretation of that voice is, is their mm -hmm. interpretation. And there's no right or wrong. It's everything and it's nothing. It could be god at one time it could be a great grandparent it could be a demon so for me the schizophrenia is simply not being able to locate where these voices are mm -hmm. coming from or identify which voice is which which voice is who like right now i can imagine martin luther king talking to me mm -hmm. and i can imagine hey talking to me i can imagine trump talking to me i can imagine a teacher from my school talking to me they're just different vibrations that my ears have absorbed over the years and right. i've found through analyzing it that if you've got the average low energy person who goes to work comes home makes dinner goes to bed gets up again and goes to say a pub on the weekends they're all going to be very low vibrations so if they're in the group of people at school they're all on the same frequency they're all thinking the same thing seeing the same things there's no excessive external voice because they're engaged in the teacher for example 
and they're following. Whereas someone like you and me, for example, who are a higher vibration, we've come from a different higher vibration, whether it's because of family or church or just mm-hmm. being a loner growing up. So you have time to think about things to yourself and therefore develop your own identity and consciousness. Then our energy is already high. So you get put into a place of low vibration. Our energies don't match. So therefore our brains just start going off on one, hearing voices, thinking, working shit out that most people just don't even think about. And the more you think about it, the more thoughts come and you go off on this tangent of questioning everything, spirits, you know, afterlife, past life, reincarnation, why are we at school? You know, why is this and why is that? Um, I've got a question. You said that you were seeing things growing up. Seeing seeing what? Tell me. Um, now with uh, like I said, you know, growing up they definitely were more darker. Um I actually had some <laughs> experiences with beings that actually um that I know were there that want I could decipher between reality and that's the question. As soon as you say you're seeing something, it's like, okay, are you understanding the reality of things or is it like, you know, in your mind? Just like you said, you got imagination and you have actually knowing that you're talking to spirits. And, you know, some things became more solid, even their form, their mass, um, you know, the way that their eyes looked, um, the interactions, the type of interactions that they wanted to have. Um, it changed. Um drastically depending on you know whether it was night or day and then sometimes like you know the more comfortable I got with them they would kind of just be around and I didn't really find myself in a place of feeling too um I did they became more like friends I know that sounds interesting but to be honest I don't think that there's such thing as imaginary friends I'm sorry um the dolls outside are kind of acting crazy um right now it's a lot of noise if you can hear that but it was some things going on where I noticed that um, we always talk about, you hear children talk about um, imaginary friends a lot. I don't think that's, I think that the thinnest that the veil is for us, you know, until up to the point where we become fully awakened after we get rid of all the systematic, you know, things that we've been taught in between and have the awakening again. The thinnest veil is when we're children. And this is the reason why, because they're rushing through that third eye. And I think that's what was going on where pretty much what we consider, quote unquote, to be imaginary friends is pretty much just those different frequencies and different people accessing us um, as a child. And I think that's what was going on. And that, you know, pretty much that frequency determined what they look like. Now, when I got older and I started seeing things, I noticed that it was more color-based. Um, they were more gray and dark um, when I was younger. But as I got older, I started noticing, you know, reds and blues. And it was more like, a, you know, what I would imagine, you know, I've never, you know, <laughs> done the drug thing, but more it's like a kind of like an acid trip, like like a lava lamp type of energy. Everything, but even now, um, people started to look animated. It was almost like if you could imagine drawing on paper and, and that thing coming off the paper. That's what life started to look like. That's what they presented themselves as. And then when I became fully awakened and in my spiritual advisor seat now, they actually were forms um, I can make out. When I'm in sessions with my clients, I hear names and they say, oh my God, that's my grandmother. I say, hey, my heart is rushing. Did anyone have a heart attack? Yes, yeah, she she passed from a heart attack. My foot is swelling on the left side. What's going on with that? Oh my God. You know, she might have had neuropathy and she couldn't feel on her leg. Like, this is how I knew that it was actual people. But I did, I couldn't decipher that because they didn't really have a set look when I was younger. Now they do, though. So, for example, would you see, apart from, like, colors, would you see, like, 
people and animals or would it just simply be something that yes. isn't human yes it would be um a combination um of different species sometimes um it would be they will look like regular you know, a regular man or whatever, but their fingers will start to elongate and work into something else. I used to have like fingerprints. Um, and you notice that a lot of people who have mental bouts are very artistic, even through history, very, very smart, very artistic. Number play, it would be numbers on them. Men made out of numbers. I would see oversized spiders like walk from behind the fridge. And when I first had this moment when my family became aware, when I finally, I, I told they knew things were going on. But when we came into the understanding that, hey, this is deeper, I used to have moments where I'll just be walking and I'll have random reactions um to stuff. And it would kind of scare people in a room but I was the one that was seeing it you know the old like the animals and I see something in the hallway or something like that and I'm like I don't want to go down there but nobody else can see it and I know that you mentioned the Tourette's aspect even though I didn't have Tourette's the random moments that I had um were kind of similar where it was kind of unexplained and it was only something that I knew and I did have um ticks along with it where I had this thing going on where I could tell when I was about to have a spiritual um, a episode is what they call it right hypermanic but I could tell when I was about to have an episode I couldn't decipher that when I was younger I noticed that as well that just came to me whenever I um it was like an eerie feeling that would come over me and I would get this twitch in my back and I would have to sit there my gut would drop my solar plexus would react and I would get this twitch in my back um, and it's interesting because then I started to study the spiritual spine and the 33rd vertebrae and a whole bunch of aspects with that. Um, but yeah, that 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 twitch stopped as well. It, and like I said, I wasn't diagnosed with Tourette's or anything, but I noticed this thing that I used to do. And it was like a signal that these things were about to come forth. I don't do that at all now either. So let's just say you're walking down the hallway and you and you could see something or feel something. During that, say, 10 minutes of before and after, were you hearing the voice in your head at all? Or were you just in meditation and then you had this awareness without thinking and hearing the voice that something was going to happen? No, it became uh, my my reality. And uh, because I became so comfortable with it, my reality and the illusions kind of morphed. So I would just, you know, in between that transitional stage where I would feel the feeling, I wouldn't, it stopped. Um, sometimes I would just see it and not hear it. it was no warning anymore because they were so comfortable. Um, so it kind of morphed at first it was, Oh my God, what was that? You know, uh -huh. you know, I'm kind of scared to move around. Cause I don't know what I'm going to see. And then it morphed into the aspect of, okay, I know it's something here and I'm going to, you know, they're clearly not leaving and I'm just going to suppress it. Cause I don't think anyone else sees it. And they're starting to get more comfortable and show themselves. And I'm just learning how to be quiet to me, actually befriending, befriending them and them, you know, coming around more and I'm actually interacting and deciding if this is something that's, you know, um, is it something to this for a long term or not? Then it went into that aspect of, um, okay, these it's, it's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> They're not telling me to do anything when I had the, the moment with the walking. And then the hallway situation, when I would see stuff, the more comfortable they got. By that time, they were already... I, I was okay with the portal being open, if that made sense, because I understood the connection between third. Your third eye is what's responsible for that connection with mediumship. It's the only, um, it's responsible for that that 
that build interaction. Okay. So I, before I understood this, I didn't know that I was just at a place where I was so comfortable. I was just walking around with my third open, never closing it. Um, and that moment of those jitters was just my body getting signals that something was about to come through. They would not say anything. Sometimes they would, you know, it buried at that point by the time I was starting to just see them. So can you define what you mean by you're walking around with your third open rather than closing it? Because it's almost like when I speak to my grandma, it, if I was expecting her to be there, I'd see things. Things would move. I'd see signs. Things would clicker. The TV would clicker. Low lights would flicker. And then when I let her go, she never came back. So talk to me what you mean by walking around with your third open. Now you have to, um, and I have this uh, chakra assessment that we do, you know, that you can, you know, based on what you eat, variations, even down to, you know, hair growth, different dynamics um, and frequencies emits, um, you know, universally, all of it being combined, you can try to align with that frequency every time to keep that portal open. And the portal itself is pretty much that interaction where the spirits are coming in and out freely. Okay. Now this is something that can be quite dangerous if you're not grounded. You know, we're talking about our spiritual understanding of things and you know, to be cautious with certain navigations, um, or the seriousness of mediumship or conduits, you know, whichever one you want to go by. Um, so when you are avidly practicing what it feels like to have that third open, you know, what frequency to stay on, what clearance to have in order to have them come in and out um, freely. And this, you want to make sure that you are interacting with the right things because you don't want things to rain freely in your home. Of course, we have cleansing methods and, and everything itself, whether it be, you know, sage, um, dragon's blood, mug's wart, um, you know, Palo Santo is another one. Whatever you're clearing with, at the end of the day, you can clear with your mind as well. I always practice making your mind the altar. Yes, we have altars and different spiritual aspects if people use altars, but your mind is the altar. Everything you need is in your mind. So I force myself to become so mentally strong that I can choose when I want them to interact and when they wouldn't. And it became a point where once I mastered that, I was so free with them being around and not scared of what I saw anymore that they just rained avidly. So I will go in different rooms and, you know, I might see a spoon move. I know someone there. Um, I might see aspect, um, you know, practicing telekinesis where I have a lighting system in my home and I ask questions and I say, hey, you know, is this going to be such and such? And they would change the color in my room. And I know what those colors mean. That's the level of interaction that I have with the beings around me. Okay. So my other question after this one was, what physical things have you seen move in front of you? As you said, your light thing, your spoon thing. Tell, like, tell me more about all of that. But specifically, explain to me about the lights doing stuff. Because I, I, I'm into all that stuff. But I want to hear other stories as well. Okay. Now with the lighting system, um, I definitely practice light therapy, which is something that I was suggested uh, when I was quote unquote diagnosed. Um, and keep in mind, I do not take medicine. Um, I was diagnosed and they definitely told me to. I was prescribed and I've been off the medicine for about going on seven or eight years now once I became awakened. So after that, when I actually came into different practices that worked for me, and, and at this point, I don't need them. I literally am just regrounding and understood that that was just a shadow side of me. And I was healing things from my South Node and now I'm living in my North Node. So when I came into that understanding, I had these practices where the lights, um, you know, I, I understood that, you know, 
if energy cannot die, I can literally transfer, you know, the feeling that I have into something else. And this is the practice of telekinesis, pyrokinesis, different aspects. Um, you will see that energy being put into different things in the room. Now, since I have that aspect and I can connect with them frequent wise, they also feel comfortable using those things. So this is how the light system came about where, you know, if I want to change my mood, of course, you know, at a basis surface version of this, you can just change the lighting in your room. And this can also be done based on, um, if you are aware of like winter solstice, summer solstice, even when you go down to aspects of travel, based on the color that you have on, you can actually reduce, because of the vibration of that color, reduce the aspects of you being deceived, people robbing you. There's so many studies on this. Um, even with um, psychic uh, surgery, uh, things that you can do with your mind, once I understand who's around me because they come to and fro. Um, especially, you know, my guys, I know them, um, I know them as they differ from other people that come in there in the portal. And if I, if it's something uncomfortable or they're doing something kind of weird that I know to question them because I'm so comfortable with the lighting system. Now, when it came down to this, the first time that I interacted with, uh, I asked the it was spoon levitating. That is the situation when I was younger, when they were darker. I was washing dishes at the time. The dishwasher had broken. And um, I noticed that I was hearing this scratching on the table. And when I look back, um, it was nothing but a spoon in a cup. So, you know, it was time for me to pick that cup up and put it in the sink and wash it with everything else. I heard the scratching again. And this time I actually saw the spoon move across um, the table. At that time, I was fearful because I was younger. Now, um, an example, my grandfather, um, I noticed that because um, we talk about doula work as well in the spiritual realm. But when it comes down to doula work, it's not just having children as well. You have sex doulas, you have death doulas as well and death doula is actually an aspect since I do work with leadership that I find myself in quite often so everyone has their little thing that they do my grandfather he tends to talk through toys okay and um now that my family even though it's beautiful because with them being religious I kind of bought them into the understanding of not everything is meant to be feared. I had a situation where my nephew um, came to visit and he has a toy that talks, um, but the toy did not have batteries in it and it was still talking. And the toy just so happens to be the same color of my grandfather's car that we have. And it happened to be a transformer. And it's the, literally the same color <laughs> as the car we have. And it's my grandfather's car that has found its way here after he passed so I knew that that was him and um we were actually talking about him when it happened so I knew that that was him as well I also had a situation where um a baby doll has found its way to me my mother bought it from a yard sale when we were younger or a consignment store I can't um I can't remember either way I know that it was secondhand at the time due to our lifestyle and she on this baby doll once again, did not have batteries in it. It, it could skate though. And um, it was in the living room and I was in my room. And like I said, at this point, I was younger, didn't really understand what was going on. This baby doll, my mother was sleeping.